What's happening, my Jacked family? Coach Scott here, jackedat40.com and shreddedat40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked at 40 podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of different hacks out there for eating out when you're trying to get lean after 40. I'd love to hear from you what hacks have worked best for you, how you approach eating out when you're trying to get lean after 40. So be sure to drop a comment down below. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. Hack number one is to eat less or eat lighter throughout the day so you have more calories to work with at night. And that can be a fantastic strategy for a lot of people. They get to enjoy that meal to the fullest, guilt-free, because they're not going overboard with their calories for the day. They're still hitting their, their calorie target. Problem is, for some people, eating less throughout the day by the time they get to that dinner meal, they're out with friends and family, once they have that first bite, they just cannot shut it off and they end up eating out of control. So even though they may have saved 1,500, 2,000 calories for this dinner meal, they may just not be able to stop themselves and end up eating 2,500, 3,000 calories and eat in a calorie surplus. So eating less throughout the day in order to save more calories for dinner ends up backfiring and you eat more. And this brings us to hack number two, which is to actually eat a meal before you go out. So by the time you get to the restaurant, you're already feeling satisfied. You don't have much of an appetite, which can be a good strategy. But the thing is, if you get to that restaurant and you see some items on the menu that you haven't had in a while, uh, and the temptation is just too strong for you to resist, and you end up having that meal on top of the meal that you just had there, once again, you're in a situation where you are consuming above and beyond your calorie target for the day. So having that meal beforehand really didn't do you any benefit because you ended up having that meal at the restaurant anyways and you couldn't resist it. So even though you weren't hungry at the time, it's just that temptation of the food being there, which is too difficult for you to resist. So again, it's a situation where it may not work for you. Hack number three is to focus on consuming mostly protein throughout the day, hardly consuming any fats leading up to that meal. The idea is that protein is very difficult for your body to store as fat. Its preference to store fat is from fat sources. So um, although you're still aiming to hit your calorie target for the day, maybe even being in a slight surplus, if you're consuming mostly protein through the day, it's less likely that that food is going to be stored as fat. Interesting hypothesis, I guess you could say. Interesting approach. I wouldn't be using that all the time. I think it's somewhat questionable. Um, I think if you're going to be eating calories in excess, anyways, you're in a surplus, you're going to be storing fat. It's just, if your fat is minimal intake throughout the day, chances are you may not be storing as much as if your, pro if your fat intake was higher throughout the day. So that is an approach that may work for some, and in some cases that may work because higher protein intake for some people may be more satiating to them. It may fill them up more, it may sit in their stomach because it takes longer to digest and they get to that dinner meal as well and they're, they're not quite as hungry. But then again, for some people it may backfire because they've mostly just been having protein throughout the day and then their cravings for like carbs and fats is like through the roof and they're like ready to devour all those things and they can't control their appetite at that point. So once again, can work for some, can really backfire for others. Hack number four is to eat normal throughout the day and then just make the healthiest option that you can make when you get to the restaurant. And I should say healthiest in, in quotation marks there, but instead of let's say you look at the menu and you would love to have that chicken carbonara that is loaded with bacon and just a thick, 
fattening sauce. It's absolutely delicious. And you know you got the, the bread tray in, in the beginning there and just maybe even some other uh, desserts afterwards. Instead of making those options, you choose to go with like a lean protein and veggie. So you go with like a, maybe a salmon or some sort of fish or chicken and veggies and you, and you decide to not go with any carbs or you go with something that is very low in fat as well. So your total calories for that meal is going to be lower. It's still a very satiating meal, like lean protein and veggies, very, very satiating combination when it comes to food volume. You can have a large filet of salmon and a plate full of veggies and it really not tally up to a whole bunch of calories. And a lot of times you go to these restaurants and they prepare those meals deliciously. They're absolutely fantastic. Sure, there's going to be some hidden calories in there they got to be careful of, some maybe the oils that they cook with or whatever, but it's still a, you're, you're making a smarter decision rather than going for maybe what you would really prefer to choose from that menu. You're going with an option that still may fit your calorie target for the day and still be a very nutrient rich meal. Hack number five is just smart planning. If you know the restaurant you're going to ahead of time, you just look at that menu, decide what you would love to eat off that menu. Maybe even uh, you plan on having a drink, maybe a glass of wine, a mixed drink, a craft beer. You tally up the calories for that meal because a lot of these restaurants, I think most restaurants, it's kind of mandatory to have the nutrition facts for each meal. It's not going to understand, it's not going to be exact, it's a guest estimation here, but if you know your this dinner meal that you would absolutely love to consume is going to be 1,500 calories and your um, target for the day is 2,500 calories, you've got 1,000 calories that you can work with throughout the day. So you can decide, all right, I'm going to, like for myself personally, I may eliminate the Greek yogurt and berries that I have. It's like roughly 300 calories or so. So I can eliminate a meal that's going to help out or um, I may instead of having a, a, a cup of oats I could have a third cup of oats or two third cup of oats with one of my meals instead of four eggs I could have three eggs in my shake instead of having a whole cup of kefir and a whole cup of uh, unsweetened vanilla almond milk I can maybe eliminate the cup of kefir or just half a cup of kefir just find little ways where you can reduce the portion sizes of each meal throughout the day and still consume the meal that you enjoy you basically you're taking the guesswork out of it it's, it's not so much just eating less throughout the day it's eating less with intention so you know all right this is what I'm going to eat at night you go in with a plan it's not just I'm gonna eat less I'm gonna to go to the restaurant and I eat whatever the heck I want it's it's still hitting your calorie target for the day while consuming the foods that you absolutely love and enjoy and having that meal that you want from that restaurant. And again, like for me, a lot of times, the lean protein and veggie meals are meals that I absolutely love at restaurants. And even if it's like a, a juicy steak or whatever and, and veggies, that's still a meal that suits me well. Steak, potatoes, and veggies still can be a great meal that is not outrageous amounts of calories. So again, you see the meal that you want there and you make it fit your calorie target for the day. Hack number six has everything to do with how you are eating when you're there at the restaurant. So no matter what you're choosing there, um, little things like drinking water as soon as you get there and drinking water throughout the meal. Taking your time eating. I mean, this is stuff that you should be doing on a regular basis anyways. Like 
most of your digestion should be really a key to it is chewing in the beginning, like chewing your food. It's amazing how quickly so many of us eat. Like we take a couple little bites and then swallow it and really put a lot more strain on the rest of our digestive system than really needs to be on. If we took our time and chewed the food a lot more, we would savor each and every bite a lot more. Uh, it would slow the eating process down so we may, the, the hunger signals, the full signals, fullness signals uh, may hit us a lot sooner than if we were just to wolf it all down. Um, oftentimes we find that we just get through a meal really quick and then we don't, we still think we're hungry and then 20 minutes later we're like, oh my God, I'm so full. So if you really take your time, not only are you savoring everybody, oftentimes you're savoring the company that you're with. So really engaging in conversation. Like don't be afraid, take a bite, chew your food nice and slow, put the fork down before you take another bite. Like engage in conversation. You don't have to be like, chewing and talking with your mouth full and all that, and take your time with the meal. But again, drinking water throughout, savoring each and every bite, and, and really taking advantage of um, a, the important part of the digestive process, which begins in your mouth. So little things like that, just, just savoring it. Again, that's the beauty. Like this, this whole lifestyle is about, it's about living our life to the fullest and making the most out of each and every moment. And when you are present in the moment, really becoming aware of the flavor and the taste, like if you're wolfing it down, you're not tasting that meal as much as you would if you really took your time, savored every bite and shared that experience with, uh, with those around you Exper experiencing that conversations and the company that you're with to the best of your ability. Now I do know some couples that actually, share their meals. My workout partner Rick is one of those. He's not a big eater to begin with, but when they dine out together, oftentimes they just get one meal and share it. Same thing with dessert. You see that a lot with, with dessert. That is a fantastic way to, to if you want to have that little taste and, and enjoy that experience, and you get to enjoy that with others as well. You're savoring your bite. Uh, you get to hear the response, the reaction from other people, how much they're enjoying the dessert. If you're sharing the meal with another person, you get to hear how they're enjoying that same meal that you're having. Um, that's not for everybody. I don't think I could personally share a meal with someone else, maybe depending on what it is, but definitely I am all for sharing the dessert experience. Other options that aren't really hacks is to allow yourself to eat in a surplus that day to give yourself even more calories to work with. So maybe you consume a 500 calorie surplus that day and you get to enjoy that dinner out. And then the next day you eat 500 calories less or you eat less throughout the week to kind of make up for those calories. That's a fantastic strategy that works for a lot of people, but again, it can backfire on others as well. And again, it just can be tough to hit that breaks when you start eating in that surplus and then like, the next day you reduce your calories by 500 to make up for that 500 calorie surplus and then you're like, hungry, like the next day and you just have a difficult time. So again, strategies, gotta find what works best for you. Really, I am probably just scratching the surface here when it comes to all these different hacks, when it comes to eating out, but the point of this podcast today is to show that there are so many different options available, and a lot of them are contradicting each other. You could eat less throughout the day or eat more throughout the day so you don't feel hungry by the time you get there. And again, both, some are gonna work, one approach is gonna work for someone and it's not gonna work for another, it can completely backfire. So it is really important that 
you have a heightened sense of awareness yourself. You gotta know yourself. And when it comes to like even alcohol as well, like know that your inhibitions can be lowered when you're consuming alcohol. And you gotta really go in with a game plan and telling yourself, like committing, make it non-negotiable that, all right, you're going to have that one drink, maybe two drinks. This is the meal that you're going to have. You're not going to have dessert or you're not gonna have anything in excess. You're not going to have the bread beforehand. Whatever it is, you need to make it non-negotiable because you already have it planned out, the calories that you're gonna consume for the day. So just know that your inhibitions are gonna be dulled um, if you're consuming alcohol and you need to stick to your guns when it comes to your plan. Uh, because the plan is great. You're still gonna be consuming the great foods, the great drinks, you're going to be enjoying it all and you can do this all again and another time. It's not like this is going to be the last time you're ever going to, to dine out. So um, yeah, again, but the point is that it's not, there's going to be different approaches work for different people. Having a heightened sense of awareness with all of this when it comes to getting uh, lean after 40 is absolutely 100% crucial. So know yourself based on past experiences. Which one of these approaches is going to suit you best? For, for some people, it's just going to be they find, like I've had conversations with my clients recently, that if they just eat normal throughout the day, their normal meals, same meals they have all the time, like I am very structured with my meals, if I eat those same uh, three meals throughout the day, but if I go out for, for dinner, I'm going to be less likely to go overboard. I'm feeling satisfied. It's just everything kind of feels normal throughout the day leading up to that point. I've heard those experiences from clients who feel that if they keep just things the same, they don't try to use any hacks leading up to dinner, they just have a normal good meal and they don't eat in excess. It's just like kind of a normal day for them. So, but for some people, eating normal throughout the day still isn't gonna prevent you from overeating when you get to the, the, the restaurant there. So really, really important to know yourself and um, set yourself up for success um, rather than failure. And again, don't, don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work the first time around. And, and if you do go overboard, you can't control yourself. We're human, it happens to me all the time still. So um, this isn't about perfection, it's about learning, it's about growing. For myself personally, I am definitely at a point where, yeah, okay, sometimes I will eat to the point of being full, maybe even slightly over full, but never do I get to the point of feeling overstuffed and gluttonous. And um, I'm just done with that. That is in my past. That used to be me. The pain of that experience is just too great for me, uh, where when I get to that point where I know I'm already at the point of being full, maybe a little bit over full, I know if I keep going, that's the experience that I'm going to have, and I do not want that at any cost at all. So that I'm able to hit the brakes at that point, no matter what. And so it's just been, it's been an evolution of my nutrition, my experiences, and it's taken time to get here. So don't beat yourself up if you're not there there yet, just keep plugging away, keep trying, keep learning, keep growing, have that heightened sense of awareness and that that playfulness of just wanting to improve, to wanting to get better, like kind of evaluating the situation and how can you improve upon it the next time. That's, that's all we can do with these experiences. But I, the most important thing is to not let it consume you and to really focus on the people that you're with and, and those experiences because life is just way too freaking short to be obsessing about all these little details and all these little hacks and to be feeling guilty and down about an experience that 
really was a beautiful experience because you were with great people, great company. So just learn and grow and, and move on more than anything. Don't dwell on it. Learn and move on is, is absolutely key in this journey of getting lean and staying lean after 40. Now it's time to hear from you. Drop a comment down below and let me know what hacks have worked for you when it comes to eating out and getting lean and staying lean after 40. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from watching today's podcast, do me a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you next podcast.